Hi friends, I'm Jenny Meyer, and you're listening to the Her Daily Grace podcast, where we talk about real life, God's daily grace, and how to walk with Jesus through it all. Be sure to follow me on social at Jenny Meyer and at Her Daily Grace Official. Also, check out my website, JennyMeyer.com, as it is my mission to help women find a peace in the quiet as they rest into who God has called them to be. Now let's get started. Friends, welcome back to the podcast. I again apologize that it's been a couple of weeks since I have released one. We got a puppy and he is keeping me so busy during the day. It literally feels like having a newborn again. So I apologize. Also, please excuse my voice. I still have not gotten like just my vocal cords really back after having COVID. Um, Goodness, we're going on maybe like seven weeks now since I had it. And my voice literally has not gotten any better. So not sure what's going on. Um, I did do a chest x-ray for those of you asking, and it came back clear. So that was all good. I appreciate all of your prayers throughout this entire process. It truly, truly means the world to me because God hears our prayers and he hears the prayers of his people. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. With all that being said, let's get started today. Um, Today, I want to talk about um, something that came up in a Bible study. So last week, um, or goodness, this week, we wrapped up the Spiritual Warfare is Real study by Jim Cimbala. So There was a group of us ladies who met weekly, um, virtually via Zoom, and went through this study. And um, our conversation as we kind of wrapped up our five-week study a couple days ago, um, kind of just led to like, what do you do when the motivation goes away? When you don't have that desire to do a Bible study or to to just read your Bible or any type of devotions or even pray, what what can we do as women? What can we do when that motivation to be in God's word wanes? So that's what spurred this topic for today's podcast. Um, so that's really the question. What do we do when the motivation to be in God's word fades? And I want to give you three tips today. Um, that kind of just came from the conversation with these women. And if you are listening to this and you were on that Bible study call, um, you know that we we talked about this and hopefully you took notes. I know I took notes. Obviously, I'm going to be sharing that um, here on this podcast. Um, if you are interested in our next study, which I haven't released a date yet on when that's going to start, but I will be sending an email out when that is planned. We are most likely going to be um, doing a study called Steamless that basically goes through the the Bible from um, creation through where we are now. So kind of like weaving it all together. A lot of the Old Testament, which really intrigues me, you guys know that I'm in that, especially if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I've been in the Old Testament for a while now, and it is so intriguing to me. So if you are interested in that, please send me an email. Um, the My email, you can send it to hello at jennymeyer.com or hello at herdailygrace.com um, or head over to my website and um, send me a message via the website and I can get you information about the next study. So let's get started. So what do we do when the motivation to be in God's word fades? Because it'll happen. It happens to all of us. It happens to the best of us. Um, We will always hit a wall. And really, that will happen in any area of our life, right? I mean, it can happen on your health and wellness journey, whatever it is. 
that motivation does not stay around forever. And my number one tip would be to get quiet. When you don't know what to say in your prayer life, then listen. But you, you, you can't hear what God's trying to, to do in your life. You can't hear God speaking to you when you're loud. So sometimes when we feel like that motivation and desire to be with God fades, it's because we, we could be being too loud and having just that constant noise. Um, it also could be because we're filling our time and focus with other things. So maybe you're busy with work. Maybe you're busy with school or raising kids Um I mean, I feel like that's my life right now. I feel like I'm a chauffeur, honestly, just like here and there and dropping kids off, picking them up. Um, and, and I feel like that takes so much of my life right now that it's kind of coming in the in place where like, oh, I don't have time to do I don't have time to do my Bible study because I got to take the kids to school. Or I got to do this, do that. It could just be life, right? So something could be filling your time, your heart, your mind, and it may not be bad. So raising the kids and, and, you know, taking them to all their events and everything, that's not a bad thing. But if I let it get um, in the way of spending time with God and being quiet with God, it is, it can turn bad. Um, so if that, if you find that that's you, it may be time just to get quiet So get quiet, shut off the TV, get off social media, shut off your computer. Even if you have to do like a social media um, fast for a week where, hey, I'm not going to be on social media at all. Maybe that's what's sucking your time. Or I'm not going to watch any extra TV um, in the evenings or, you know, whenever you watch it, if you watch the news in the morning, I really hope you're not watching uh, mainstream media. But if you are Maybe it's time to shut it off and get quiet and see what God has for you and just be silent. And I love in Exodus. So when, if you haven't read the book of Exodus, go read it. And I highly recommend, um, I think I've recommended this before on this podcast, but I use the app, it's called Through the Word. It's out of a church um, in California and I have loved it. So they break down each chapter of the Bible And so going through the book of Exodus, um, just listening to that commentary and kind of like, you know, 10 minutes or less of little mini sermons on that book has been so great for me. But Exodus 14 is when Moses is um, leading the people out of Egypt, right? So he's leading the people out and Pharaoh and all of his army are following them and coming after them. And they, so Moses and the Israelites come up to the Red Sea. So they're stopped. So Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. So this literally was just moments before God split the Red Sea through Moses's outstretched arm. So sometimes we just have to be silent. And Psalms 46, 10 says, be still and know that I am God. That's one of my favorite verses. That's the first half of the verse. Be still and know that I am God. But that also translates to cease striving. And if you've followed me for a while on social media, you have seen kind of the the changes in my direction on what I'm doing with my business and all of that over the past couple of years. 
you've seen that. And you saw last this time last year, I was um, hosting a free Habit Over Hustle challenge. So it was a 12-week challenge leading um, up to January 2021. So it was the last 12 weeks of 2020. And that was my main thing is cease striving, be still. When we are constantly on the go, when we are constantly in the noise, we can't hear God. We can't hear what, hear what he's trying to tell us and what he's trying to do in our lives. He wants us to cease striving. He wants us to be still. He will fight for us while we keep silent. So number one, when you feel that motivation fade to be spending time with God is to get quiet turn off the noise. So number two is kind of like totally opposite of get quiet, but turn on the worship music. So sometimes when I'm going out, going throughout my day and maybe I didn't have a great Bible study that morning or devotion time. Maybe I just didn't know how really to pray because sometimes I know for me, and I'm sure it's, you know, so many women listening to this, when a lot is going on, sometimes it's hard for me to pray. Sometimes I don't know what to say and my heart just aches. And honestly, in those times, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us to God and it's so great he does. Um, so during those times, I turn on worship music. So I want to fill my soul, even when I have no motivation to pray or when I have no motivation to read my Bible, turning on worship music will kind of push me back to it a little bit. Because it, I mean, we are told that God inhabits the praises of his people. We are told that he wants praises. So when we are feeling distant, and we want to hear from God, we need to start to worship, we need to fill our spirit with music that glorifies him not secular music. And I never really understood the difference. Um, growing up, I remember my mom, you know, saying, you can't listen to that or, you know, taking CDs away that, um, that I had bought. And yes, I had CDs. I mean, I had tapes, but that was that was early childhood. By the time I was in high school, we had CDs. Um, and so my mom would take these CDs away. I remember um, getting a Sublime CD. And um, I was so mad when my mom found it in my room and took it away. Because I thought I was so cool getting that. And I listened to it all the time. But you guys, it will feed our spirit. You're either feeding your spirit or you are like starving it and you're feeding the opposite spirit um, and feeding the world, honestly, um, and and the darkness. So when you just even have just like the radio on and you have secular music playing all day, what is that doing to your spirit and your soul? What are you feeding it? Because I promise you, if you're listening to secular music all day, you're not going to all of a sudden be like, oh, I want to go pick up my Bible. No. But if you're listening to worship music and it's just in the background and it's ministering to your soul and filling your spirit with music that glorifies God, it can flip that switch of like, no, I need to go. I need to go pick up my Bible. Or maybe they say something or or maybe a song is um, out of the Bible, you know, a verse or whatever. And it makes you want to go pick up your Bible and, and look at that verse and read it. So turn on the worship music. And Psalms 22.3 says, 
yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. So God is enthroned on the praises of his people. He wants our praises. He wants our worship. And if that is worship music and singing along with that throughout the day, he wants that. He wants our hearts and our souls and our minds and everything in our bodies to be filled with praising him. So that is number two, turn on the worship music. So number three is something that I actually struggle with. Um, It is a prayer journal. So a lot of people are great at journaling, right? And even doing prayer journals, I feel like maybe it's the generation, one or two generations above me that that is really good at that. But I struggle. I don't necessarily like writing things out, um, anything like that, but it will help tremendously. So if you don't know what to pray for, if you're just stuck, you don't know what to say, get out a journal and write it out. First, write out what you're grateful for. Write out how you've seen God move in your life the past few months. Write out the desires of your heart and specifically ask God to give you the desire to be in his word and to open your Bible. And then read it out loud. Speaking it out loud changes things. And the enemy will then hear it and flee. When you say the name of Jesus, the enemy flees. So read it out loud, pray out loud if you can. And sometimes writing with that pen to paper honestly allows us to open up and get more thoughts out than than just praying and, and talking. So if you find that that's you, I'd love to hear your story of how like prayer journaling has helped you because I do struggle with it, but I know it helps. Um, so when you are like reading through it and read it as, as it's a letter to God, it's a letter to your creator um, and even write out a verse. Honestly, you can pick out, out a verse and recite it throughout the day. Try to memorize it. This has you in his word and his truths and biblical truths, even when it's hard to pray, even when you have no motivation, literally just set a timer. Hey, I'm going to write out in a prayer journal for two minutes and then read it out loud. Doing this little action will help you get back into that like desire and, and yearning to be with God and to be in his word. And overall, you guys, as I wrap this up, before I wrap this up, but overall, it's discipline. You will not always have motivation, just like you won't always have motivation to eat healthy or to exercise. I know I have been there. I'm sure you have been there too. So you must be disciplined, disciplined to read your Bible, disciplined to spend time with God, even when the motivation fades, because you're building and you're feeding your spirit and your soul, which lasts forever. And then in those times, in those dark times or, or struggles or, you know, those moments, you can pull from that. You can pull from your memory and recite verses back to yourself, which helps. And Hebrews 12, 11 says, for the moment, all discipline seems not to be pleasant, but painful. Yet to those who have been trained by it afterward, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So for the moment, discipline seems to not be pleasant, right? It sucks. I mean, related to getting a workout in, if you don't have that motivation and you like, oh, I'm going to make myself do this, it sucks. Let's be honest, right? It is not pleasant. But 
afterwards, what comes afterwards? You have that feeling, those endorphins released. You have like, oh, I don't regret doing that. I feel better even though I'm tired, but I know I did it. Um, I'm so glad I did, right? Same thing goes for being disciplined to be in God's word and to pray and talk to him throughout the day. In the moment, it may be hard to make yourself do it, but afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. That peace comes over you. And 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but power, love, and discipline. In other words, self-control in some translations. Discipline, self-control. It takes discipline. And God gave it to us. He gave us self-control. So yes, it's hard, but sometimes we need to literally suck it up and do it. Be a grown-up. Be committed in your faith, because right now is not a time to mess around with that. And as I wrap this up, I want to um, read a little portion. It's a little expert of um, a music video, actually. But Pastor John Piper, I don't know if you've ever read his stuff or listened to him. He, they had this, this, him speaking in this part of this music video called Though You Slay Me. And it's by Shane and Shane. And if you've ever worked with me in, in any of my, um, accountability groups in the past, I have probably shared this a thousand times because this song gets me. I mean, I, it just speaks so much to me. And when John Piper comes on, I believe it, this, this little um, portion came from one of his sermons in 2013, if I remember correctly. So I'm going to read this, but it goes, not only is all your affliction momentary, not only is all your affliction light in comparison to eternity and the glory there, but all of it is totally meaningful. Every millisecond of your pain from the fallen nature or fallen man, every millisecond of your misery in the path of obedience is producing a peculiar glory you will get because of that. I don't care if it was cancer or criticism. I don't care if it was slander or sickness. It wasn't meaningless. It's doing something. It's not meaningless. Of course, you can't see what it's doing. Don't look to what is seen. When your mom dies, when your kid dies, when you've got cancer at 40, when a car screams into the sidewalk and takes her out, don't say that's meaningless. It's not. It's working for you in eternal weight of glory. Therefore, therefore, do not lose heart, but take these truths and day by day, focus on them. Preach them to yourself every morning. Get alone with God and preach his word into your mind until your heart sings with confidence that you are new and cared for. So that last, that last couple sentences, take these truths and day by day, focus on them. Preach them to yourself every morning. Get alone with God and preach his word into your mind until your heart sings with confidence that you are new and cared for. This right there is what we need to be doing every single day. Preaching God's truth into 
our mind until our heart sings. So we stay disciplined. We read his word. We pray. We study his word until our heart sings with confidence. And remember, ladies, the motivation will not always be there. And that's okay. That's a part of life. That's where the discipline that God gave us comes in. So take his truths and day by day focus on them. No matter what life throws at you, focus on his truths. I hope that you found this helpful. And if you have to, honestly, go back and listen to this, get out a notepad, take some notes so that you remember. It is more important than ever before to be in the word and to pray each and every day, each and every day. So when that motivation fades, get quiet, turn on worship music, and try a prayer journal, try memorizing scripture, but overall remember that it's discipline and that God gave you discipline. So I hope again that you found this helpful. I always love to hear from you guys. Never hesitate to reach out to me and I will be back next week with a special guest, which I am very, very excited for. I will not spill the beans on here until I have a date confirmed, um, but I'll share it on social media on, on Instagram when I have a date confirmed with her. I think you are going to love hearing her story. Um, so until then, I hope you have a great day and I hope that you set aside the time to be in God's word. See you ladies. <laughs>